Welcome to the new United We Stand podcast. My name's Andy Mitten. I'm stood outside Old Trafford. It's the first day of the season. Beautiful day in Manchester. A lot of optimism around from most United fans. Not all United fans. Um, first game of the season against Tottenham. A couple of Tottenham fans around. They always have a good away following uh, coming up from White Hart Lane. And we're three lads who are likely to be regulars on the United We Stand podcast this season. Not that they all know it. First one is... Tony O'Neill, Tony's a United fan from Wivenshaw. Are you feeling optimistic about the season ahead, Tony? No, I'm, I'm certainly not. I think uh, all, all the promises yeah, and everything, nothing's, nothing's changed. The depression's still there from last year and the year before when Moyes was here. The manager is turning around, he's got plans, he's got this. Well, nothing's changed. In January, he should have known who was leaving in May. No one left in May. And then we're still hanging on to players. We, we, what have we got? We've not. We all know we need a centre half. We knew that 12 months ago. At the end of the day, right? We played Milton Keynes. We can see the centre halves were rubbish. Nothing's changed. I, I just. Where will United finish this season? Where Where will United finish this season? Your prediction. Uh, well, my prediction two years ago when Moyes was here was that we wouldn't qualify in any of the order I was the only one saying it right because I knew it was just rubbish I don't know where we'll finish this year I, I, I haven't got a clue what was your reaction to the European draw Bruges because you're a man who's watched United for decades you once hitched to Turin you're not itching to Bruges are you no not itching to Bruges my reaction to playing Bruges is, is a bit of a disappointment really because uh the people, what proper Reds, I don't mean it in that, in that way, proper Reds. I mean, those who were going to go had made up their mind ages ago to go. The unfortunate thing is, right, we go to Bruges and it's now the summer John. It's too easy to get to. Too easy to get to. So everyone and his dog comes. Well, every, every, every man and his dog's entitled to go, yeah. but unfortunately I was, I was looking for a stress-free time yeah. and so were the people what was coming with us and that. But uh, here we go again. Just across the water, uh, I thought I'd just have a, stress, a, a nice stressful time. Uh, well, not stressful, stress-free but time. stress-free time. But hey, here we go. I'll probably be in the middle of it all anyway, singing and dancing. But hey, th- there goes my stress-free time. Did you ever watch United in pre-season in Belgium back in the eighties? Played in seventies, I think they played in Ostend. It might be slightly before. O- Ostend right? didn't go, no. But that that was the uh, that was the Carnage day. That's when they all got on the ferry, yeah. got off, and then they they just smashed the town. Up within the first hour, that's when they just rampaged and all that. It's just, I, I, I remember all that. I mean, they all travelled from Cholton Street on the bus, and everyone got on the ferry. And they, they just, that, that, I think that's what you call carnage. James Goldcroft, former Ipswich Town and Leicester City centre forward, United fan, and Crystal Palace, and Leighton Orient, and Berry Town. Correct. Anyone else? England under 21s? Coventry. Coventry City? Yeah. Um, come up to Old Trafford for the game today. How are you feeling about United this season? Are you optimistic or not? Uh, like Tony said, you can't really see a lot that's changed from last year, can you? Well, you did, well, you, well they've signed Feinsteiger, they've signed Matteo. Is he going to play? How many games is Feinsteiger going to play this year? He's injured, he's not even fit. Not even fit, just they've like Depay. Just like Shaw. Signed Romero. Shaw, two years now, not fit to start he's the season. Injured. Shaw was good pre season. I'm off. Yeah, no. Ultimately, it's the spine of your team that counts. In any team, if you look at United teams over the year, the spine of the team has been, you know, world class. Massive problem over the goalkeeper. The back four probably needs strengthening. Hasn't been strengthening. Uh, Midfield has definitely been strengthened. There's 
physicality there now, which United desperately need, and they just desperately need a centre forward. United, but you know, still, still got uh, three weeks to the end of the transfer window, so you never know. What will Schweinsteiger bring to the team? Um, I think he'll bring an aura. I think he'll bring a presence. I think he's cool and calm on the ball. Watched a couple of his pre-season games. He's uh, very good in possession. Just keeps it simple. Um, I, I just think it's one of those. It's a physicality that he brings to the team. You know, someone who's been there, done it, worn a T-shirt. And I think United need that. They need a presence. They've really had one since Keane. Um, so United now are very strong in midfield. And you've got to remember, you know, I'm a big Carrick fan as well, Andy. You know that. So it's just Van, Van Gaal's got to get the right balance in uh, midfield. And there's going to be some good players miss out. Um, the other midfield addition has been Morgan Schneiderlin from Southampton. Yeah. He's a player we've we both watched quite a lot. He's always done well against United. Can he do well for United? Well, doing well against United and for United is two different things. You know, this this is a different level, different stage here. Um, playing for Southampton, where finishing mid-table is there a lot of pressure? Not really. Come here, you know the pressure that you have to handle at a club like this. I was never lucky enough to do it, but I can imagine you know what it's like. So good luck to the lad. It's it's a fantastic opportunity to him. He's grown through the leagues with Southampton, and he's finally got to the very very top. Have you seen any of the games pre-season? I've seen a couple. I'm not really a big pre-season fan. A lot of people read into pre-season. Today's what it's all about. You know, this is what you know. Points make prizes, don't they? United need a good start, and they've got three games: Tottenham at home, Villa away, Newcastle at home. Got to get nine points. Got to get up and running. And if you do that, it'll give everyone a massive lift. And if you can get one or two signings in as well, then all of a sudden it could open up for United. Now, people listening to this will be doing so with the benefit of hindsight because you'll be listening after the game. Steve Armstrong, I'm just going to stop you selling United We Stand for a. Do you know what people don't realise there? Tony O'Neill was actually stood 200 yards away from you then while he was talking to you. He does talk loudly. It's a beautiful day, opening day of the season. Are you more optimistic than the other lads we've spoken to so far? I think Tony's spot on. you know, and I'm not. You know, we, we talked about this the other night. Not a lot has changed. We've got quite a lot of. We've got five new players in. Yeah, but you know, we haven't got what's needed. You know, the keeper situation should have been well boxed off. Centre half situation hasn't been sorted. Centre forward situation hasn't been sorted. So we are. We've just got more of what we've got, um, albeit better. And there's no doubt about it. The people who have joined are decent signings, but there's no point in just piling it into one position or one part of the pitch. It's almost like we've become midfield overloaded now and we've still got the same issues that we have so so no and then my other issue is is let's just say between now and the end of the window Van Gaal does get it sorted out in those positions what then becomes open as we said the other day is is he, is he capable of gelling that team on the pitch and off it in the dressing room and I just don't see that he's capable of that I think there's more unrest more stuff coming out of United now in the dressing room and people whinging and moaning than, than we've probably been used to in the last 20 odd years so you know he's got that to sort out um, and, and time will tell won't it Bruges away what was your reaction to the draw you'll be um, going you, you yeah, going I'd, prefer- it yeah I'd, have, I'd have preferred Vienna um, Bruges is just going to get full of absolute tinheads it's easy to get to it's gonna, I think it'll be like Porto in 97 where people underestimated the sheer strength of Superbot Lager and now we're going to have all these kids whipping over there and getting stuck into this strong Belgian Lager and I think it'll be an absolute mare to be honest with you but you know we're two and a half quid mate but you know, we've we've had our trip booked since June. We we booked we booked on with Tony, and you know, regardless of where we were going to go. Cheers, mate. That that will be Porto in '97, where our aforementioned guest Tony got into a, a robust discussion with the Portuguese police outside the away end. To be fair to him, I remember him sticking up for United. Fans. Well, we were getting shot at. Yeah, yeah, we were getting shot. At. <laughs> yeah. 
Let's hope it takes a brave man to stand up to people who are shooting at you, so fair play. Let's hope there's no bullets in Bruges. And we're going to continue this podcast after the game. Let's hope United do well. New United win. Manchester United beat Tottenham 1-0. Far from impressive performance, but I think getting the three points was a priority. I've just attended the manager's press conference, well, post-match press conference, and the quotes will follow, the words from both managers. But I'm with Rob Draper, who's a very good journalist from the Mail on Sunday. Rob, what did you make of it? Uh, like you said, it was, was a poor performance, I thought. And, it, you know, I really feel United are at the level Arsenal were three, four years ago. You know, they just don't look anything like to, to contend. It's very early days. It's the first day of the season. Obviously, all those things are, are a given. But you don't really feel there's enough class in that team. Darmin was obviously a positive. Depay looked like, you know, and Memphis looked pretty good. You know, it looked like he brings a bit of pace to the attack. But... All round, you don't really feel that's a, that's a top two or three team. You know, fourth would be good. For the first 20 minutes, Tottenham were clearly better than United yeah. got the goal. Yeah, and they, they are a lot fitter. Remember that the, the Tottenham guys were saying to us, they, they only had two overseas pre-season games and um, they didn't do lengthy tour. They've been training really hard because Pochettino loves his pre-season, loves to get his players fit and they clearly were fitter so you would hope that in time for United that will change and they, they will be up to speed but yeah they, 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 they weren't today um, I, I'm more worried about I, I just think that to a certain extent Schneiderlin looked quite tidy but, but alongside Carrick I thought they were very ponderous and when Schweinsteiger came on they looked even more ponderous and, and, and that would be a worry for me um, and they say they smarten up pretty quick Last touch from Pochettino, um, offering his condolences to the family of Neville Neville and also reminding people that Danny Harke, the Espanol captain uh, when he was manager, died six years ago today. Louis van Gaal said in his programme notes that he's not a fan of pre-season tours. United need to go on pre-season tours because of the way the club's business model is. They need to go and um, connect with the markets that they're trying to appeal to. But do you think that's to United's detriment? It is, but it's life, isn't it? And uh, I couldn't believe Barcelona's schedule where they were flying west coast to east coast, which seemed crazy. Neither could their players. <laughs> no, absolutely, I'm sure. Um, uh, Chelsea were based in Montreal and going back and forth to games through immigration and, and came back tired, looked leggy in the community shield. Arsenal seemed to have got it a bit more right and that they came back earlier and, and, and have started the season well. But remember, they brought forward a season a week, didn't they? Which has made it difficult. And, and really, you are seeing a lot of teams that aren't at their full freshness at the moment. Arsenal don't win leagues. Can Manchester United win the league this year? Or do you think it's a big ask on the evidence seen so far? I mean, uh, just from pre-season this, I'd say no. But you know, who knows? I mean, if, it may be they're probably going to be in Pedro next week. Um, you know, maybe there will be some more signings, but I, I, they look a work in progress. They look like if they came, if they came third or second, I, I would guess most people would be pretty encouraged by that. My guess is they've gone fourth. Thanks for your time, Rob. This is the Spurs manager Mauricio Pochettino speaking after the game, followed by Louis Van Gaal, the Manchester United manager. Okay, that's. Can you take the first question, please? Yeah. Yeah, how, uh, how frustrated were you with that result? Well, I think very frustrated, disappointed with the result, but happy with the performance. I think the first 20 minutes we dominated the, the game, we created the chance, and and you can see that the, after our mistake that we conceded the goal, and 
In the second half, I think in the same way, we played in the same way and dominated the, the game. Uh, Manchester United in Old Trafford, uh, after 94, 95 minutes, only shoot one time on target. This is uh, is good for us. I think we create more chances and I think we deserve more than than the, the one nil down. Were you surprised how much you dominated, especially in the first No, half? I'm not surprised because I, Always, uh, we try to, to dominate the, the game. This is our style, our philosophy. I think that we, we played very well in very high level. But it's true that when you made some mistake and no force, and um, when again you uh, have the player in front of you, like uh, Rooney, like the Pie, or like a lot of young, you know, it's uh, maybe if you does, uh, you give one chance, uh, they can score. Do you think you should have scored, though, because obviously you've had quite a lot of the game and you come away without a goal? Yes, yes, I think we deserve to, to score. I think this is... Sometimes in football you need a little bit lucky and today was, was difficult was difficult for for us because um, we created the chances and unlucky no, no score. Are you happy with the strikers you have, though, because obviously the Adabuor situation, do you need to... Bring another striker in. Sorry. Do you need to bring another striker in? Yes, but this is, is, uh, is I think, it's very clear our uh, situation. We need to add some player more, but this is, is you know and I know. You've had a busy build up this week. How happy were you with your fitness levels today? <laughs> I think if you see the game, I think we are more higher than Manchester United, and we finished the game fresh. And if you see the, the game, some some player from Manchester United with cramps. But football is a score, and we we unlucky today. No, no score. We just no score. Okay. Okay, guys. Oh, only one only one thing for the for the family Gary Neville and Phil Neville. My condolence. And and two today is a very important date for me. Um, six years. Six years that. Uh, I believe, eh? Six years ago. Six years ago, um, passed away Danny, uh, Danny Harke, was my player, and today is six, six, uh, six years. And for that, uh, for the family, Danny Harke, to uh, big, big hug, and for the old family, Manchester United, and, and family, Nibir family. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, questions, please, if you'd like to put your hand up. Why you didn't ask uh, about the result? <laughs> it's, it's already a little bit uh, suggestive, <laughs> but you are right. You are right. So uh, the most important thing is that we have won, because uh, there was a lot of pressure on this match because of last year. Our start was very bad last year. So I have said during the preparation, this is the match. So maybe I uh, lay too much pressure on this match. But then when you see the match, you see two high-level teams who are pressing high up and very good. And uh, both teams could not cope with the pressure. Neither Tottenham Hotspur, neither Manchester United. 
and that we have to improve. But out of our pressure, we get the ball, and in the transition, we make the goal. And better said, they have made the goal. Because they lost the ball out of pressure and they shoot the ball in their own net. But it's very difficult to play uh, against such teams. It is a compliment for the, for the manager of the opponent that he play like that here in Old Trafford. And uh, we could not cope with that pressure. But I think we had uh, a lot of possibilities and we did have uh, played very well that possibilities. But they ha had the first chance. Eriksen also out of pressure, they could have scored. And then it's another game, I think. But we were lucky today. What did you make of your new boys today? Yeah. You have to know that I think that every player who play here his first match is eager and has a lot of passion to show himself. Maybe too much. I have said uh, in advance to the boys, don't have to be very eager to play this match. And with a lot of passion, you, you need to use your brain also. But uh, when I have to uh, pick up one player, then uh, I think Matteo Damian was the best player because he played in ball position very good, not too many failure passes, he doesn't lose the ball too much and with ball possession opponent he was very good. So I have to say when I have to choose some player, some new player, then it is Matteo Damian. What about your goalkeeper? Yeah, the goalkeeper Sergio uh, saved us uh, twice, so that's also good, but uh, we have to improve his, uh, his building up. Uh, but that's also logical because uh, we have decided as, as staff uh, Wednesday and with David Thursday uh, that he uh, could not play this, this game. So he, he trained only two days with his fellow players because you have to know that you always uh, train with the group who shall play in a lineup with me to uh, intensify the co collaboration between players. And uh, so it was not uh, amazing, it was logical that uh, his building up was not so good. But the most important thing is that he stops the balls and he did that. Can you see David De Gea playing for United again? Of course, because now, uh, especially the position of the goalkeeper, is a, a, a position that you need the highest concentration, the highest uh, focus during 90 minutes. And when you are in circumstances where David De Gea is, it's difficult to cope with that. And we have seen that. We have observed him in 
in the preparation, in the matches against, uh, I think, Barcelona and uh, Paris Saint-Germain. And, uh, and that was not the David de Gea, and he felt the same as last year. But, uh, of course, when the situation uh, has been cleared after the 1st of September, then we look again. And, uh, but I'm very happy that uh, Sergio did it well. No more questions? Okay. Thanks, so guys. Louis, your birthday today? 64. The Beatles has a song. <laughs> <laughs> 64. When I'm 64. <laughs> and when you hear uh, what they are singing, all my wishes are fulfilled. <laughs> it's 15, 20 minutes after the final whistle. Actually, I'm lying. It's a bit longer than that because I went in the press conference of both managers. And still outside Old Trafford, the crowds are dispersing. And I'm joined by Steve Armstrong and Remo, who's a United We Stand regular writer. Um, I'm going to ask them both of their thoughts on the game, but... I'm struck by how the lack of optimism from the fans we spoke to before the game was actually realised. My own feelings are that it was imperative that United got a win today, and they got a win. So everything else is secondary to that. But, as you heard Rob Draper saying, there's a huge amount of room for improvement. Um, Steve, where were you sat in the ground? Um, I was in um, Lower Stratford End, or West Ham Lower, as it's, it's now modern name is. And now, what did you make of it today? To be honest, I'm still coming to terms with the fact that we've got a centre-half with a ponytail. I don't think I'm ever going... What would Martin Buchan think about that? It's a French platter. It was, honestly, it, I got, it, it took my whole attention away for pretty much the first half. I, was quite up, I found the whole thing quite upsetting. So this is Daily Blind, and it looks like he's tied his hair back, grown it a little bit longer. Just, it, yeah, and that's the worst bit. He looks as if he's grown it deliberately so he could do that, and I find that quite upsetting, to be honest. But <laughs> um, what did you ask me? Your, your oh, about the game. It was everything. Everything we thought it was going to be. We thought it was going to be disjointed. Um, we thought it was going to be, you know, a bit, um, you know, a bit blood and thunder at times, which you know it was. Um, we thought Spurs. I, I thought Spurs for the for twenty-five minutes just before that goal were, were pretty much dominating that game. Oh, they did um, in the middle and, and then and then second half it just became really scratchy on both sides and. It kind of, it kind of, that's when you, you kind of got the, the win that both teams haven't really got a clue what they're doing tactically um, and there just wasn't enough players um, who who performed for me and then the other thing was a couple of them looked really I mean Depay looks well, whatever his name is Memphis you got a Memphis. goal didn't he? Yeah. Na- yeah, Nashville actually he, looked, <laughs> he just looked shagged he looked absolutely bushed I think there's, there's definitely a lack of pace up front yeah. I mean he's had a debut a couple of nice touches but the I wrote in my, my report probably the best um, of the debutants was Matteo Damian. Yeah, he, no, looked, he, he looked good on pre-season. No, Jamie, no, no, no. where were you sat? Uh, East Upper, just yeah. above case stand. What row? Uh, oh Christ, fourteen. I think right. just moved well, this season. If you, like, if you like row thirty-six, you might as well. I might as well be asking you about what's no, going on. Yeah, well we moved. You know. Yeah, um, I'd agree with you on Damian. I thought he was fantastic. Um, what about the ponytail first? Blind, yeah, well, I'd have it as a French plat. Would you wear your hair like his? I'd love to, love to, but mine goes spiky. Um, a bit like Steve's, actually, as you grow it out, it goes spiky over the ears, and that's never going to work with a French plat. Um, I don't know why he would play Blind. I, I know he's, it, like we said, maybe he's just trying to find a place for him. 
I'm uh, I'm a big advocate of Jones, and uh, you've got to develop a centre half partnership. Jones might not be the man, but to me, you need to get Smalling played well today. Smalling did play well, especially yeah. late in the game. Yeah, um, and I'd like to see Jones given a run alongside him. Ferguson always used to bang on about having a settled back four, and that's what that's what he built his team on from the from the back four. I thought both fullbacks played well. Damian, I thought Shaw was a lot better, a lot sharper than he was last season. He's looked good pre-season. He's yeah. lost weight. He's lost weight. Yeah, he was he was bombing on quite a lot. He looked like he was he was moving forward a lot more positively than he did last year. Um, but Blind, if you fine, if he if he played just a, a, a great game, passed the ball, gave, didn't give it away or anything like that, you'd say all right, fair enough. I know what he's on. He gave it away about three or four times, crucially, and. Phil Jones is a confidence player. To me, I'd, I'd have Jones and Smalling. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people who disagree with that. But Damian was, I thought, fantastic. He'd have been my man of the match, actually. Marcus Rojo? Yeah, he's got to come back, hasn't he? Mm, he's not ready to play yet. What's wrong with him? Well, I just don't think the manager thinks he's, he's fit enough to be playing in Manchester United's first team yet. So, whereas Luke Shaw's come back, raring and looking to go, I think there's... Uh... So, a lad earning, what, conservatively... 78 grand a week isn't fit for the first game of the season the with manager, no injury I'm not aware of any injury well that's incredible to me but that sums up what we were saying this morning about there's a general lack of I think there's dressing room unrest at United and I think they're starting to be ill-disciplined and that's just stuff you didn't associate with United well the team's winning if there is any unrest then it will stay in the background problems come when the team stop winning they got a win today yeah, they did get a win. I mean, it was an even game, but it, you know, we we got a win by by a stuffy Arsenal goal, and you know. Um, but as Van Hal said, and I just played devil's advocate, it was a goal we created. It wasn't a goal. But you know what? Though, it, it, like six seasons ago, Rooney would have walloped that first yeah. time. You know, yeah. you remember the Newcastle goal. He, yeah. You know, and that just shows you where he's at at the minute. He looks as if he's almost forgotten how to be that top top. I mean, he's the best player in the club, as we all know. But he looks as if he's he's lost his way and how to be the upfront person. But you know, he'll he'll get that back, I'm sure. But um, at least had Kyle Walker to help him finish. <laughs> But he used his speed to great effect. He won the so ball. No, he slotted it in, yeah, no doubt about it. But uh, you know, it was just that, though. I mean, ours, uh, you know, I mean, and credit to the goalie, by the way. Uh, you know, he's, he's had a lot mm-hmm. of. Flack. So Romero had a good yeah, game. Yeah, fair play to him. You know, he's had a lot of flack. You know, he, he looked frightened to death on his on his signing picture, and he's had a bit of chirp all week off off us and, and from people at other clubs. But he looked really, apart from the odd slice kick in, and then yeah. I thought he looked really Did you solid. See his gloves. They were like boxing gloves. Seriously, massive. Well, no, I don't know if he's got any thumbs yet. I've not well, seen he, wouldn't, he wouldn't need him in that. Yeah. Well, that's like, <laughs> it was like he had a glove puppet on. It was ridiculous. Oh, Massive brotherly love of Kelly Everett from years ago. He did well, you know. And, but you know, he uh, he had four saves to make, and I think their keeper had one to make. So he was the busier of them. Yeah. Um, well, Pochettino made the point after the game that Manchester United in 94 minutes had one shot on target. Yeah, but just on that though, I tell you, uh, Ashley Young played all right. Okay. But he had a lot of the ball. I've not seen him have that much of the football for a long time, and he did next to nothing with it. I think we had one cross to hit a United player out of ten. I think they were, I saw that on the stat thing here, like nine dribbles, of which two managed to get round the man. You know, so you know we saw a lot of the ball over that side, and I just thought our use of it was pretty poor. We but had one corner exactly. in the whole game. 
I know because I had money on it. How much? <laughs> what's the <laughs> Don't ask. You, you, you can go into a bookmaker's and say he likes to put money on the corner. It's a spread bet. Okay. So don't even ask. We bet on worse stuff. Goalkeeper's gloves? No, my junior Eurovision is the worst thing I've ever bet on. What? And he researched it. He researched junior Eurovision. Well, yeah, and I regretted that, I have to say. So you're my, looking my, around at like... Well, we were talking about, we were talking about suspect hard drives the other night, where we had yes. you know, that. I had yeah. to delete the search history on that pretty quickly. But you put a bet on the junior Eurovision. Yeah. Yeah. Would you bet on Manchester United winning a trophy this year? Um, uh, no, I wouldn't, no. Just not convinced us. I'd, well, I'd, what I'd, if I'd, United I'd, bring Pedro in? We can bring you, we like in. Um, I, and I've said this to you before, I doubt the manager's ability to bring a dressing room as a unit together and units together in dressing rooms ultimately win titles more than what goes on on the pitch I think why? because I think it's you know it's the, the teamwork the collaboration the spirit but why do you doubt Van Hal's ability to you know? well I just think he's um, I think there's aspects of the way he leads which is admirable as in he's cleared a lot of dead stuff out of that club but you know you just get the sense that all's not well in terms of team spirit and team harmony but there's, a, there's, a, there's issues at every club all the time and the issue basically centres around if you're not playing then something's wrong and it come, the dissent yeah. comes from players who are not being selected and Premier League teams now have to name a 25 man mm. squad that means there's more players not playing than playing and of course results will affect the mood yeah I agree with that I, I, but I'm not saying he can't what I'm saying is, is as yet in his year at the club we haven't seen Anything like that, um, and glimpses, you know. Yeah, the odd little, bit, yeah, the odd little thing here and there. But the, you know, we'll we'll have to see where what happens. Listen, if we get on a winning run, and and then that's well, that, and that brings and <laughs> that wants. brings that brings confidence. And yeah, that that might. Uh, the other thing, we'll have more games this year because we've got yeah. European football back. And good, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you were both sat opposite ends of the ground today, behind each goal. I was in the main stand. I thought the Tottenham fans were excellent and thought the atmosphere from the United fans was very, very average. Average. You wouldn't have known it was first game of the season. I turned to Ant next to me and said, after less than 15 minutes, Tottenham were loud and noisy, just blow me on my left. Throughout? Yeah. Um, as they usually are, to be fair. As, as you said in the previous podcast, they're a good, good set of fans, always have been. But uh, you know, I, said, I actually said to him, is the singing section still going this year? I, you know, I didn't know if it had been disbanded or something, but Christ. I heard it. There's one part of the ground I heard, sat in the main stand, so that's where the, the, where the manager would have been sat. I heard right. it, but just in pockets, but nothing like how loud the Tottenham then, fans were. No. Then, then here's, here's the trouble with the ground. I was in Stratford Lower, West End Lower, and I couldn't hear the Spurs end. And I know Spurs' is home fans, I, sorry, away support, I know that they're as good as as most out there and I couldn't so that's why it. I asked the question yeah. um, it, it, yeah. am I hearing because I'm closer to it yeah. obviously they're going to be louder yeah. and they were really loud but you couldn't hear them at all no barely and, and yet, yeah but I'm not going to be like a typical five live ranter and thrown up and say oh the, the Tottenham fans were saying that I know I know how big ground acoustics work yeah you know the bigger the ground gets the more area the noise disappears so mm. you know I'm sure they were great but I didn't hear the peep out of them and this is the other thing I thought the Stratford end was actually pretty decent right so, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was alright yeah. and you didn't hear the Stratford didn't end. hear Stratford end at all but you know again you know every now and then bits but um you know, it was. I thought it was poor today for for an opening day of the season against a 
decent sized club and it was a you know it, I suppose it wasn't a match that set the so, set the fans yeah, on fire I've stood there selling the mark outside I've not thanks seen to it. everyone who bought United we stand at the ground by the way today and if you didn't buy it at the ground you can download it via our website and it'll be on sale in the shops and Rob the subscription man posted every single subscription out from Manchester by 10am this morning good on him sounded like I'd set that up then did it the, <laughs> the um, I, I mean bear in mind it was a noon a midday kickoff. Everyone was pissed off their heads from what I would. There were so many people who were leathered well, walking past. When you're selling walking past you? Absolutely leathered. And I think yeah. that impacts ground atmospheres. Well, usually in a good way because people. No, I disagree. I think, no, I'm not so, a hot day and, and, and I disagree. I think it does it a ways, but I think at home, you know, people just sort of just sit in the seat and, and that, so, that's so it. So to get steaming by midday. Yeah, you've, you've been on it since eight or nine, haven't you? Damn. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good effort, isn't it? Yeah. And um, not something that we've not done before ourselves at away matches, but yeah, at home I've never really had the inclination to do that. You mentioned away games. United's next match is against Aston Villa, one of the best away games of the season. Yeah, indeed. Villa away on a Friday night. Is that a mistake? Well, we can blame the EDL for it, can't we? We can blame mm. them for a lot of things, but it's the EDL that uh, um, have allegedly disrupted that. Is and we, that right? Yeah. It's EDL march in Birmingham on Saturday. I, I just said then that Villa Park's one of the best away grounds. It's one of my favourite ones. You said you disagree. You don't like it. I, think I don't like the West Midlands Police. We like it's, we like it because we usually win there, and we like it because we've had so many brilliant semi-finals. There. I like Villa Park. I like the ground. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. I don't like us on the side. Yeah. Um, I'd rather be behind the goal. But them, low, them seats behind the goal are really low down. I know, but you know, there's just some. I, I prefer us behind the goal at, at grounds. I think when you know, and it's better where we are at Chelsea now, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But, but I just think I just, it's you know, it's only an hour and a half away, and, and you know, uh, the monkey bus needs a good four hour stint. You well, know. if we don't get the train, the first train back to Manchester, which I think is about 30 40 minutes after final whistle, so we've got to get straight on one at Witten and straight on that one at New Street. If we miss that, we're back getting back to Manchester at half one in the morning. Brilliant. So you're saying that you prefer further away games? Further the better, yeah. So I would say most United fans who go away matches would prefer it. Wind back three years, you've got Blackburn, Wigan, Bolton, Blackpool good for this season, yeah. Burnley came up. Yeah, good for allocations. You prefer further away, yeah, Bournemouth? Dover. Dover in the Dover Dover. away. Yeah. Just because it allows you to have a longer day out. Yeah, it was when the book. Where did we, we, we were going? I think it was Newcastle last year, and the bus broke down, everyone was cheering. It just meant we could stay on it for longer and just be arseholes, but but yeah, no. Um, so I, re- I remember um, on the way, I think to Southampton last year. So you were very happy because it's got Southampton, and yeah. it was around the time, maybe even that day of the FA Cup third round draw, and you were praying for Dover away. Dover, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Yeover was. Did we get Yeover? Yeah, Yeover. yeah, yeah. Well, that was decent. Uh, Cambridge was the cup was kind to us last year on that front. It was really kind to us, but you know Blackburn was all right. It was up the road. Wigan was all right in, in terms of getting five thousand tickets behind the goal. But yeah, you want you want a, you want an old day on it, don't you? And a good good long stint on it. You know this is why Norwich. No, I mean we've done well this year. Norwich, Bournemouth and Watford coming up. Yeah, I mean, that's just yeah. that's just ace. Absolutely brilliant. And you've got European travel. And European travels back, yeah, all Bruges, Bruges all sorted. We spoke to you about Bruges earlier. Remo, what do you make of the draw? Bruges, I'm, away. I, I know absolutely nothing about Club Bruges. Um, you, don't know, you can't name one Club Bruges player? No. Do you know, what, what, what do you know about Bruges? Anything? 
There was a film made there in Bruges. Which country is it in? Belgium. What's the capital of Belgium? Brussels. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, but you're a bit uncertain. Um, so when, when Club Bruges came out the hat or the ball or whatever they drew it from, I wasn't watching it, what were you thinking? Indifference? No, I thought out of, out of who we could have got, we should win that. Mm. I don't know what Monaco are like these days. I don't know I particularly. Quite a last year, didn't, didn't they? Club Bruges. No, Monaco. Yeah, Club Bruges were in the oh, Euro- point, Europa League. Yeah, Monaco were a de- decent team. Bruges time. did all right. Yeah. I mean, from what I understand, they're a decent team. If we don't play well, we won't get through, but we should be beating them yeah. over two legs. So, yeah. um, A team who are not even the Belgian champions. Yeah. Manchester United should be beating them. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a positive draw. We want to get it, obviously, into the group stage. From what I understand, we're going to be in the third pot for the... Second. second oh, is that yeah. right? But for years, United were in the first one, right. meaning that you couldn't get one of the best eight. Yeah. But there's, a, I think, a team called City. <laughs> are they in the top band? How are they in the top band? Um, no, seriously, how are they in the top band? They've never got past the last 16. I suspect because the coefficient is weighted to the previous season. I think it's done on where you're from now, isn't it? Not supposed, is it? I thought they'd, they'd sat that. But England yeah, didn't even get anyone through to the last... I don't know. The are they in the top pot? I think so. That's United, United in the second pot. So hang on, I've, I've, we've got a centre half with a ponytail, and now I find out the City are in the top pot. And United could be drawn in the same group as Real Madrid, Barcelona. See, I, I, I don't bother me. I, I'd rather we had a strong group. We had we had the group from hell in '99, didn't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I just Bromby, better, Bayern Munich, Barcelona. Yeah, the better the group. Poor Bromby. Good you are, don't you? Quite quickly. And I think we'll be all right in Europe this year. I think that's possibly where Van Hal might. Excel more than the Premier League. I think we'll be all right in the league, but watching the game today, I didn't think that. I just thought, God. And I don't know whether that's reality striking after going into the new season optimistic because that's what football fans do. Yeah. But I was watching the first 20 minutes and thinking, Tottenham are taking the piss. They played, played us off the park played first well. 20. And I don't know what happened to Spurs. I really don't because they just they just gagged it, didn't they? And it wasn't, a, it wasn't a matter of United suddenly putting pressure on them. Suddenly they started passing to our players. They just they, they were putting everything through to Kane, who actually, the first 20 minutes, he looked fantastic. Yeah. After that, and Ericsson looked he dropped. Well. Yeah, they both, they were, yeah. they were linking up well, but after that, they, they, they looked nothing. Um, we're finishing off now. Van Gaal credited Tottenham uh, with their pressing game, but he also said we were lucky. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I think that's fair. Well, I think we were, you know, I thought, you know, I thought a draw overall would have been a fair result today, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I wouldn't say we were lucky, um, but he's the expert in it at the end of the day. But I, I think Spurs didn't actually do a great deal, um, you know, with with the possession that we had and needed at United. But I think if it had been one nil either way or one all, I don't think anybody could have complained. But neither side did anything to win that game comprehensively enough, and neither side did anything that. You know anybody else looking in Chelsea, City, Arsenal, Liverpool, all these other sides who are Arsenal who are all up there. None of them are going to look at either of those two sides and go, you know, they're going to be an handful. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Remo. We'll bring you the next podcast probably after Villa. We've not decided how we're going to do that one yet, but we're doing a couple of podcasts a week at the moment, and we promise that we'll have at least one a week um, for free. So please spread the word. And we look forward to you listening next time. Thank you for your time. Goodbye.